Well, just a, uh, a quick note here about our circumstances, because we are still out in the, uh, the studio under the tree from, uh, from before, so we are in a situation where anything might happen and, and often does. So you might hear some things in the background, and, and uh, if I think you might be hearing them, there's, a, there's actually a plane flying overhead right now, but it's so far in the background you may not hear it. Uh, nonetheless, others may come flying through on us. So just kind of letting you know that we're in a um, outside still because we, of the we pandemic. Are, we are dehors as opposed to dedans. <laughs> we are outside. Speak are... for yourself there, fella. <laughs> we, I am. It's... That's a cultural thing right there. No, it, right? it is, sure. We are di- we are have any idea how we, it is, but go ahead. We are dining outside. This is like we, we are experiencing the pleasures of dining outside. We are. Except we're not dining. We're not eating. <laughs> so what are the pleasures? We could have had something to eat, but uh, the caterers didn't show up. <laughs> so what are the pleasures then? If we're... Well, it's a, it's a nice day. It's, it's a, a nice, nice day. day, and there's a little breeze. You might hear a little breeze in the microphone. Phones, although we've got them covered with clown noses, so that hopefully you will not hear too much in that. Nonetheless, it's just. What color is your clown nose? Mine is blue. <laughs> and and what color is yours? Mine is yellow. And how did we get? Of course, it is. This is my point. Mm-hmm. How did we did get these colors? I mean, things are not accidental. There's always a reason for everything. No, they're not accidental. And I think whether how we, we got are it, aware of it or not is is the issue. But well, there is always a reason why things are the way they are. Right. So why do you have the blue one, and why do I have the yellow one? Well, because when I reached into the bag of clown noses to put on microphones to mm-hmm. keep the breath and wind sounds away. Do you have a bag of clown noses? I do. I actually you know, do. How many people can say that? Not, <laughs> well, it depends on where you are. If you're at an, at an audio convention, a lot. <laughs> a lot true. of them have that. <laughs> yep. It's, and also at times I, I wear them and dance around the room. <laughs> That's another totally different type of podcast. Multi-purpose. They, they, very much a multi-purpose. They should charge <laughs> twice for it then. <laughs> These are the expensive clown noses that can nice be used for noses. dancing around the room That's in private right. when nobody's looking. Nobody looking at all. So they're more luck. expensive. Except for the video camera that gets putting it online. Is but that that's a, another another thing. That's how the market system works. That's right. <laughs> you find another purpose for it, we're going to charge charge twice as much. At least, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we, we, we are in a, um, first of all, so we are outside. We are outside. And you've got the blue clown nose. And I'm I have blue the yellow and you're yellow. Nose. So which in many areas of the country right now in the United States would get you uh, quarantined for two weeks, I think. <laughs> I think so. um, but but we're doing okay. And we're we're outside here in the pandemic world and, um, and social distancing and nothing else socially correct. So um, but beyond that, we're we're abiding by all of them, their rules. So that we can keep everybody healthy, which is our goal. And and you know we did have a decision make to make about this. We could have done this remotely. I could have been sitting in mm-hmm. my, you know, like like your Zoom yeah. calls, right? Yeah. I could have been sitting in my kitchen. You could have been sitting in your kitchen, and we could have done it that way. But I think we both decided mm-hmm. that it was just going to be a lot more fun and a lot better if we could at least see each other, yeah. you know, and be near each other here and be outside in the fresh air. Absolutely. Right. And, and let the squirrels come and visit us if and, they'd like. And even with the extra noises and all those other things that you're going to get on this podcast that you wouldn't have if we were in studio, then, um, 
oh well, it's it's part of it, but it's it's still better. <laughs> I like it from a technical viewpoint. I like it a lot better than 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 reverting to minor technology because of the remoteness to it. Look, this if we is end up having to do that, we'll we'll do it. But we're trying to keep away from it. This is what we have to do in these trying times. Yes, or in these these uh, challenging times. What's the phrase that all of the advertisements? used to describe this moment oh oh well yeah sure we're gonna come mm, up with that now we're yeah. gonna sit here and stare at each other because of we're gonna we're gonna blame the, uh, the pandemic for that as well well mm-hmm. i think we can blame yeah. the pandemic just at, about everything at, at, and and those who've responded or chosen not to uh, mm. to the pandemic yeah. we we can certainly blame that on whatever what whatever brain freezes we have at any moment <laughs> because the stress <laughs> takes its toll stress there's stress. Oh, who's got stress? No, there ain't no stress. No stress man. here, man. <laughs> you don't know how the stress takes its toll. You don't. You know, that's very true. You put on a few extra pounds because you're inside. You're, you, you know, you're eating differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of different things. You get cranky with your partner because mm-hmm. you're, you're with them 48 mm-hmm. hours a day. Mm-hmm. But also, I think you know your brain just freezes. Oh, mine, the mine yeah. does over you know At probably least more. Yeah, more mm. often than not. Yep. Well, mm. more often than before. I don't anyway. know if we're talking about new at this point. But. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I, you and guess what? You are Dean Foster, and I'm Tom Peterson. And, and do you know? Do you know why we're sitting out here under the tree? Because oops, your, your culture showing. showing. And was there anything in what we were just talking about, about this moment in time, this the pandemic? This moment in time. Was that an old 50s song? No, I think it was 60s. I think it was reported by, recorded by the Durrells. Or the, was it? Or the Durrells. Or I think, the, no, Durrells is something that you have to have done by the doctor, I believe. Um, <laughs> at least once every 10 years. At least. Right. Yeah. You have to drink something. and it's Depending not pleasant, on what they but, find, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, they, they, uh, and then they, they scrape to answer your it question, off. No, yeah. I'm just going to say, great, great. Well, and keep it for later, maybe. Um. <laughs> but this is a, a very unique moment. And, and, and it's a moment that I think we have to recognize because of the pandemic and mm-hmm. because of the politics surrounding yes, it. Yes, right? yes. We have an election coming up in the United States. Yes, um, in the good old U.S. of A. We are in, in, the, in, the, in the heated days of of our presidential election, right. as well as, as other important positions in the country, too. But but always when there's a presidential election, that gets the first and foremost attention. And and I, I've been thinking a lot lately about the fact that with so many things in life and politics in, and this moment included, yeah. I think it's important to um, look, try to find the climate and not look at the weather. Mm. You know, mm. at this moment, things look a certain way and mm. everyone can interpret what that way is, sure. how, how they choose. Which would be the weather. Mm-hmm. But if you, I think if you really want to understand what's going on, we've got to just take a step back mm-hmm. and look at the bigger picture. Yes. Look at the look of what took us here to this moment and what's going to take us to the next moment. Right. And and, and, and that requires understanding culture, mm. because if if you don't get the cultural piece behind the politics Mm -hmm. and in this moment the politics is hot in the united states in the u.s with with covid and with the the political extremism that's Mm -hmm. 
that is part of the politics right now. If you just look at that without looking at how culture has influenced the creation of this moment, right. then you don't understand the full the full political story. And I think that's true in every culture around the world, sure. in every country around sure. the world. Right. So culture plays a profound role in defining what could be a very unimportant moment in some at some times mm-hmm. the politics of a, of, less of a country less sure. important but right now is 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 informing a very momentous mm. time in the united states yeah and i think it's it, certainly in the united states and i think around the around the world because of the the global pandemic that we're experiencing anything how how that has been being handled is also being reflected in their in their politics, especially, but if they have, a, if they actually have an election, if they have, uh, some countries do, some countries don't. Some countries um, sort of do, but don't necessarily actually do, and um, and that is always a, a point of contention as well. But there's, and then there's a lot of countries that that have these, and they're going to reflect the culture that they are. Because that's where everything comes from. That's where that. everything comes from. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. So you know, you have to ask the question: What is it about the Chinese political system mm-hmm. and the quote-unquote election that they have mm-hmm. that is a reflection of the deeper culture and the cultural traditions of China? Yes. That enables this political system, mm-hmm. and do the same everywhere. Do yep. it in India. Do it in Nigeria. Do it in the United States. In the United States, right? in Russia, around the globe. Right. Yeah. So, what is it about the American culture that right. creates this particular moment and creates a political system with an election like what's happening right now? Sure. Sure. So this is a laugh riot, right, <laughs> right off the bat. Right. Well, you know, I think that that's an important point <laughs> because it is so in many ways absurd and bizarre it is you know shakespeare said it right life is whatever it was he said a bowl of cherries <laughs> yeah, i think believe he said is that. his quote yeah <laughs> he was hungry you know come on wasn't wasn't that when the three witches got together i, I think, think so they were they were stirring a bowl of cherries it was a bowl of cherries <laughs> yeah. one said you know i have newt of toenail of frog and yes. the other one said no it's a bowl of cherries oh, come on <laughs> that's what life is I, no, life is inherently absurd, right? Yeah. So we we <laughs> so on the one hand, yes, we could get deeply um, angstified about what's going on. There is such a word. Torin will look it up. Yes. Okay. Right? Yes. Sure. And, hello, Torin. And, hello. And he's also a remote again. I am. Um, so he's it, both in his personality and and his location geographic. Torrance, our As producer, and, and he's not with us here in the great outdoors. No. But, but, but he's going to look that up, yes. angstified. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so even, right if you're, even if you're angstified on, <laughs> in one minute around, the, the I, one could say, the horrid reality yes. of life in the United States today yes. and the political life, um, on the other hand, you could also flip the switch and say it is so absurd and bizarre that it is a it, it is a, a laugh riot. It is, and uh, and it must be seen that way. It, it, it's also yes. I mean, it's that that strange feeling that you get when you find something really funny, real life type type of thing, really funny, and yet you realize that it's not funny at all. If you watch the president, for example. And, oh, the president, yes. And, and I'm talking about the U.S. president. Yes. 
And if you watch him and mm-hmm. listen to him mm-hmm. a- and di- divorce the reality that he has this immense power yes. over life and death and, and so many things, mm-hmm. if you take that out of the picture and just listen to him, it's a laugh riot. It's funny. It, it, mm. It's hysterically yeah. funny. Because Intentionally is, or not. Be, well, it's totally unintentional, Most I'm of the sure. Time. Yes. But... It, because you know he, he either makes no sense whatsoever, or mm-hmm. the little sense that he does make is hysterically funny, mm-hmm. because it's so bizarre and contradictory of himself. Right, but then if you put that in, now you put you have to take the whole context though, and say yes, but this man has immense power over you. Right, right, and then you go, oops, now it's not so funny. And the future. Right, right, yeah. and yeah. that's where you go to the Ankh stuff, and I yes. think that's what's stressing so many people out right now absolutely is is. that in the course of a day we're all having to flip that switch so many times either Mm -hmm. consciously or unconsciously in order to get through the day right yeah Right. You know, I've heard so many people say it, and I do it myself. Oh, I, I, I can't watch the news anymore, which, of course, is exactly what they want us to do, not watch the news. Because if you're less informed, then you, then, then right. you, then you can't make decisions. Right. But, of course, we watch the news. We right. have to. We have to be informed, but to a degree. And then we have to flip the switch. And then we have to watch the Bullwinkle and Rocky cartoons. <laughs> well, absolutely we do. And, and, and I think that's very healthy. But I also think it also goes to the culture of you saying watching the news. But watching the news isn't that simple. It is not like, and especially in today's world of technology, the input of news can come at you from so many different angles and in mm-hmm. so many different ways. And it can meet... And, and this is cultural. And tell me if I'm wrong. You're the expert. No, you're wrong. Oh, thank no. you. Oh, I thought go. I probably was. But go on. But it <laughs> is that what you choose to watch and listen to or read is is going to be a cultural basis. Right. We have the option of, of living in our own echo chambers if right. we choose to. Right. So we can live in what is a very common phrase now, the bubble. And you can create your world where you live and you only listen to the things that feed what you think you believe. Right. Which becomes a a powerful tool by politicians worldwide. Absolutely it does. And in the United States as well. it, it, It takes us to, in the United States, the culture is has been interesting and it's all kind of getting a a, a, a come to reason moments that may come to or it may not, but that is up for grabs about who we actually are and what our culture actually is and how we define it and whether our definition fits at all with our reality. Is that the cultural thing that we talk about here? Oh, my gosh. I, I think it might be. <laughs> it is. And I, the good news is that historically, um, it's been really hard to define American culture. So mm-hmm. once again, you're talking about the climate. You're not talking about uh, about the weather. It, this is not a current problem. No. It is just a, it is a problem that, not even a problem. It's not a current issue. It's, it's always been with us. Right. And, and, and that is distinctive to the U.S. culture. Not every culture has that as a question, mm-hmm. but the U.S. has always had that as a question. And in this moment, it just becomes heightened mm-hmm. and even more intensified as a question. Yeah. That same technology that allows you to put yourself in a bubble if you choose also makes that have to be dealt with. And so the the technology of of the politics 
can also have an impact on the culture. It always has, because where we, where are you getting information from? How, who are you hearing it from? We talk technology now, and especially in people who have come uh, into this world in, when where the technology has been much closer to what we all are used to now. There, there's a tendency to think that the technology is that that's technology, but technology has been with us ever since humans have been around. Right. It just de- define it for the moment. Again, goes to your our climate or weather because in the in the in the moment the technology is the internet and and so forth and still television to a degree and and podcasts etc. So we're we're part of that, but the climate of it all takes us to. Um, the rumors that were spread, uh, the development of a language to to drawing a bison on a on a cave wall is technology, and, to, and culture defines that, right? Yeah. And so, as we keep moving through history, that technology just moves along and changes, but the overall climate. That's what we are defined by. Right. And how we use that technology and politicians will always use that technology, whatever the technology is of the, of the moment. Mm-hmm. If it means standing at the back of a train doing whistle stop tours through the country. Yes. If that was the height of the technology, then you're doing it. Then that's what you do. And right now it, it's it's it can be all about manipulating social media so that people live in whatever bubble they choose to live in. And yes. then you can define your electorate and control what happens. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's an issue right now in this moment. Yes. The bigger question for me and the question that I like to think about, because I think it's the only question that's going to give us any answers for how, how this is all going, how this all might turn out mm-hmm. is how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Because if you understand that and that's where the cultural piece comes in. Yes. Then you might understand what the next thing is going to look like. Okay, well let me let me ask you a question on on top of that. But based on that is that as part of our culture, I believe, we we see things very much as getting to moments that that we're, we we can't wait to get to that time. Right now we're looking at an election. Can't wait to get to the election mm-hmm. because we we tend to be we tend to believe that we'll get to these particular moments that will suddenly change things and make significant movement in a direction that whatever my direction is, I hope it's going to go in. So now, where where does it fit in that we do that? Because we're going to have an election. Something is going to happen, really. In, in the United States right now, we're not all that clear what is going to happen, but something is going to happen with the election. And... And there'll be eventually there will be or maybe that that evening there will be a declared winner and and we will go from that point. However, in the United States, we have a tendency to believe that that kind of thing will happen and then happily ever after. Mm-hmm. We we are those kind of storytellers. And then we're shocked, shocked to discover that things didn't change that way, even if people are trying to tell us that things have changed that way. A, a, a quick example, Barack Obama becomes president in the United States, wins the election, clearly wins the election, and then clearly wins it by even a greater margin in, in his re-election bid. So he becomes president. So a black man becomes president in the United States. And and that is groundbreaking, at to say the least, in the country. There were statements at that time made by certain politicians in certain ways saying that we 
racism was over in the United States because this had happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real part of our culture is that we we do think that there are answers equals mathematic pro- mathematical problems where it, well then two plus three is five and there there you go it's five now moving on but that's not what our culture is in the long run no and using your example um, to your point what those announcers were overlooking when they proclaimed the death of racism because of Barack Obama's election were the cultural influences of racism Mm -hmm. in the United Mm -hmm. States that were not in any way eliminated simply by electing him as president. Those traditions, those roots, the, the institutional racism that this country was founded on. Mm -hmm. And these are facts. Oh yes. Right. Mm -hmm. None of that was eliminated by his election. Not at all. No. And so in many respects, what we're experiencing in this weather moment mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. of Black Lives Matter, of a reaction to institutionalized racism that was not in any way diminished by his, in some ways it was, but not in any significant way by mm-hmm. his election, mm-hmm. is only repeating itself. It's only coming back and it's re- and manifesting itself in this particular moment. Right. Right. And 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 so once again, you got to look at the at, at the whole cultural influence, mm-hmm. which gets the country to wherever it was. You know, his being elected did not dismantle the institutionalized racism that is part of the foundation of the United States. Yeah. 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 Right. I think. Well, we've just jumped into a subject that is real simple to uh, to define and 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 just well we can take it apart up. i mean and there's a lot to take well, apart let's pull up let's pull apart pull a, a thread piece. out yeah pull let's pull something out, out and, and look at that um right now so um, you know do you want to you know we can without continue. undoing the entire garment talking about the u.s since we're talking about the u.s and it's the u.s election and i'm yeah. a u.s american so yeah and as, so, a, as am i is, so you know despite the fact that my work has been in in culture around the world yeah this is my first culture. Right. So it's the one that I should be able to speak more authentically about than any others. Yes. Right? So I'll stay I'll stay here with that. Right. And and speaking about the US has always been in many ways a challenge when I talk about US culture to other cultures, mm-hmm. when I talk about its influence to, on US American politics to other cultures because I'm also part of it. Yeah. So yeah. you know there there is that challenge it's always a little bit harder to remain objective about your own culture than to see another culture objective because you're not of that culture. Of course. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that I think are important to recognize in a U.S. culture that are, play profound influence on, our, on, on the politics. And that is, you know, what are those elements of U.S. culture that do make it unique, that you do have to talk about when you talk, try to explain it to, to non-U.S. Americans? One of those aspects is the extreme individualism from a cultural perspective that the country was based on. Mm-hmm. And that is a profound thread that runs through U.S. American culture. Mm-hmm. And, and to, a, to, a, to a point where, on the one hand, extreme in, individualism g- gives you gr- great opportunity, gives great opportunity to individuals who can excel at certain things and, and manage to change the world. Mm-hmm. And so on the good side, you get 
all sorts of individual empowerment, ideas of individual control over one's life and one's destiny, the idea that you can get out there in the previous centuries and, you know, stick a tree in the ground and, and make a claim on the prairie and, and defend your home and your castle mm-hmm. on your own. And you could do all this independent of other people, independent of government, independent of, of regulation. And you could do this and you could make a success of yourself and maybe a success of yourself doing something that was going to benefit the rest of the country right. and the rest of the world. Right. And eventually this kind of spirit takes us to the moon. Mm. Right. Right. So on on the good side, you've got this extreme orientation toward individualism, which produces profound results, good and bad. On the flip side, it becomes toxic. Mm. It becomes a way Mm -hmm. of avoiding collective responsibility. Mm. It becomes a way of ignoring the fact that government exists precisely to regulate the actions of individuals so, so that they don't damage other people. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so on the flip side, then you get this, this extreme interpretation of, of reality where individuals have the right to defend themselves with their own individual paramilitary guns, right. you know, at the expense of government and the sure. expense of others. And the well-being and, of the, of yes, the whole. And, and so yes. you have children dying in schools, you know, mm-hmm. in mass shootings. And, mm-hmm. and, and you've got all sorts of examples of this, uh, this toxic individualism. This is being played out right now in the politics of the moment. Yes. Where you have people who are confusing their individual rights with the security of of, of the collective good mm-hmm. of the country, and this is not once again this is this is a climate issue. This is not a weather issue. Right. And I say climate, you know, in a political term. It's not. I'm not talking about the climate no, no, problem. Absolutely. And the reason the climate problem in the U.S. is not being tackled the way it should be is because. Precisely because this, of toxic reasons. individualism, right? right. right. They do, it's very hard to get a, a society of individualists to see problems that can only be solved through collective action. Right. Yeah. And the only way you get that to happen historically in the United States is when you have a strong leader mm-hmm. who can press the button of collective good as opposed to individual reward. Right. And who knows how to bring people together and say, look, folks, the only way we're going to solve this is not by being out there on our own, but by working together in moving in one direction. Now, historically, when that's happened in the U.S., we have achieved the collective good. So it happened after Pearl Harbor. It happened in the, after the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't happen, and when, in fact, it becomes intentionally manipulated by mm-hmm. politicians... Mm-hmm to cause dissension, to, to reward the toxic, the toxic side of individualism, then, then you have a situation like this moment. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, and the, in, in all cultures, there's some sense of, and sometimes a very deeply ingrained mythology that, that lives. Mm. And in the United States, that mythology has been pretty much what you explained right there. The and, culture gets expressed through mythology, and, through and myths. it gets expressed right. through these through these these people who who are larger than life that we have have grabbed onto and stayed with. But it also comes in beliefs such as the idea of the independent person and that that person should pull themselves up by what are known as bootstraps. So that oh. that means just basically you should stand on your own and fix your own problems and so on. 
and I say it as mythology because that's not at all no. what we've actually done. No, we no. know how that how, how human societies operate, right. and you, you you can't be on your own. You 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 are automatically by birth given a set of privileges that right. others may or may not have. May not, or you may not have been given those. Right, exactly. And therefore, you're fitting into, and mythology is put together to promote a certain existence. To yeah. get people to believe, you can throw we can throw this mythology concept into actual mythology of of the Greeks and the Romans, etc. But but you see, we're looking at that from a distance, from a safe place, because see, that wasn't mythology then; that was called religion. And it was called reality. And reality, yes, right. and and it still is to this day because that's what human beings do. Right. So in 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 our country right now, we are doing that, and we are clinging to certain things with that. But also, we are seeing the breaking down of those things. Yes, they are with them. It's thunderstorms coming through on a regular basis. And and so that this the, the cl- is the climate changing. Absolutely it is. But when you get a low pressure and a high pressure coming together, you get thunderstorms and those thunderstorms can be very dangerous and very uh, harmful. That's right. And 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 the more um extreme the issue is, the more extreme the thunderstorm, mm-hmm. uh, the, the more difficult it becomes to see the weather from the climate and and to see what's really happening from the reasons why it's happening. Um so I, I think at this point in the U.S., for example, we actually are living in a state of, of, of social psychosis. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I say that because there are these different bubbles of reality mm-hmm. that, that different groups are living in that are being fed by these different myths. Yes. And when you're in the bubble listening to the myths, you believe it as reality, mm-hmm. just as the Romans believed that Zeus was God. Yes. Right. Uh, when when that no longer exists, then myths change mm-hmm. and civilizations change mm-hmm. and God changes. Mm-hmm. Right. And right now there's the, the, the myths that are being absorbed in these different bubbles are profoundly psychotic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They bear no resemblance to reality. And yet people are being nurtured by this. Mm-hmm. They're believing it as reality. They're holding on to them because people need things to hold on to, and especially as we've talked about the this in a time of of uncertainty throughout the globe, people certainly need things to hold on to and cling to. And when you start saying, "But that isn't true," you're incorrect in in something that you firmly think you believe in then that's that shakes the ground now we're into tsunami and an earthquake land well it also makes you the individual responsible for knowing what the truth is well and accepting it and being willing to do that in that history of the of the planet has shown that it's very difficult yes and it's more easily manipulated than it is solved So let me ask you this, based on 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 these these premises, and I know we're vague, and I know that we're we, we're trying to look, but let me just take it down to something here. We're, I try not to be vague. I try to be specific. Am I failing in that job? Totally. Um, <laughs> so you should pull oh, yourself up man. by your bootstraps because I'm not helping you. <laughs> wait a minute, I got so many straps here. Which is the bootstrap? <laughs> who knows? Oh wait, I have to go get my boots. Um, oh. Let, Oh, I'm wearing. And I'm jumping back here because I got to jump back to your moon, getting to the moon thing. Because you're absolutely, you're, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying there. However, which was an amazing feat 
mm. of cooperation between thousands and thousands of people. But that's mm. not what was celebrated. No. The cowboy driving that thing. Exactly. Yep. The individual who can manage that tin can in the sky. Who ironically was probably one of the least cowboy-esque people who had one of those jobs. Uh, the reality is that he was very skilled. He was extraordinarily and, and skilled. And the result of privilege and the result of the talents of thousands of others. Uh, standing on the shoulders of many, many others who who also we are now discovering there are the, the, the myth not surprisingly in the U.S., didn't include a lot of information about some of the people that contributed to all of that. Well, which takes three, us to three of the, of the of the black women who were the mathematicians behind the space and program. several others. But yes, absolutely. Yeah. But because they were black and because they were women, mm-hmm. were completely all of ignored, the above, completely right. left out of the entire not even thing. not even part of the possible. No. group that could be celebrated and Not the group was never celebrated it was the achievement of the, of the individual in the tin can and there. if we take it just to gender and not to race there is also at least one woman who was there uh on the ground making things happen at that moment um and and who was also ignored so this is structural racism that's that's built into the foundations of the culture yes of structural misogyny that's built into the foundations of the absolutely culture. Mm-hmm. and requiring asking people to see the truth because they were never given this information before this moment is asking people to make a choice you can either look at the truth or you can live in your bubble of psychotic myth so let me ask you and the truth of course is everything from yes there is structural racism there is structural misogyny Mm -hmm. there is science Mm -hmm. that's the Mm -hmm. truth Mm -hmm. this the the mythological psychosis in within any given bubble within certain bubbles mm-hmm. is no i won't i won't believe science structural racism doesn't exist and women have always had the same equality as men right so you can live in the myth or you can live in the truth and i think it's very hard for a lot of people to live in the truth yep i think well it's extremely hard if that truth has benefited you your entire existence mm-hmm. whether whether i'm talking about a group of people or i'm talking about individuals the truth right or the now. myth the, the the myth yeah that you take mm-hmm. as truth mm-hmm. yeah okay. is that it, that it has been doing that and and so right now maybe maybe uh, with the exception of our civil war, which took place in the nineteenth mid mid nineteenth century, the here. one that happened or the one that's coming up. Well, the mm. one we're in, I, in my opinion, uh, it's it's again just my opinion. But I but I the one that we're in now, we're coming up to this to this battle in it um, on November third, which would be our election day, twenty twenty, and in in that election, I believe there are well defined more so than since I believe since the since the Civil War itself, and even then they weren't that well-defined, but those two camps, those two areas that you just explained, are are coming to a confrontation. And it's also coming, even in the existence of the election, of the system aspects of the election, the ballots, the mailing, uh, other areas in there that, that are being questioned as part of the election, as, as a, attempts to... Um, maneuver, the delegitimize, election. right, mm-hmm. and in in an in in a system that that is is rife with what you're talking about, and I think butting heads on these two issues, um, full blast. We've got 
we've got the high pressure and the low pressure, and we're right on that that boundary between them, and the storms are everywhere every day. And so going through here, so now we come to this moment where the country as a whole has to make this decision on that day, and and that day itself may be uh, newts and toads falling from the sky. I mean, it may just be, uh, maybe literally, but but in certainly in a figurative sense, because because that day alone will not be a day. Most likely, it will be an ongoing uh, battle. Uh, to use the old civil war um, uh, metaphor here, we'll we'll stick with the battle going on. And so these these cultural aspects. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you to predict something. And I, what I want you to predict is, do you believe that there will be a, a legitimate cultural uh, movement, sway, change that will come as a result of what we will experience in this time span that, that let's say, takes us through the next six months, including the, the election? Do you believe this is one of those times from a cultural viewpoint? Do you believe that could could happen now, legitimately happen at this stage? That what could legitimately That there happen? will be a cultural sway, a move. A, a shift? A, a shift, yes. A change of, of, of significance. I think there has to be, and there will be. Okay. The question that I'm left with is, which way is that shift going to go? Well, that I'm not asking you to 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 predict. But are we on the are we on the verge of a major cultural shift? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. Because the issues are too heightened, mm. they're too real, mm-hmm. they're too present to ignore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the question is, which way does the country go? Mm-hmm. Wise leaders in the past have always known that these issues can become a real wedge. Well, it, and and they they've have, used the wedge. And they have been wise to not use it. Mm-hmm. And, they've, and they've known how dangerous it can be mm-hmm. because these, these currents are, have always been in the U.S. Now, strong leaders have often worked very hard to, to minimize these and, yes. and to dismantle them. And, yes. and, and to change them at times, but also to function within them it, it many times too. And, right. But you're saying strong leaders and I follow you with that. Yes. Right. So I, I think that we're in a historical moment where the real solution to our, our, our existential questions mm-hmm. such as climate change, such as getting rid of systemic racism, such as all of the things that, that we're facing right now, all of these uniquely require action toward collective good. Mm-hmm. So the choice of operating from a place of toxic individualism versus understanding how we have to come together and coming together means not behaving the way we've been behaving now mm-hmm. in order to solve these things mm-hmm. is is which where are you going to find the solution which way you can run from it you can continue to run from it you can continue to believe that you're going to you know live on coal and 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 live the way we've been living mm-hmm. 
Or you can say, no, the only way things are going to change is when we all come together around this issue, which goes far beyond um, the, the, the psychotic orientation toward individual control of their own lives, which has been what's been emphasized. So are we on the verge of a shift? Yes. I don't know which way. No, no, I'm, and I'm not asking you to, to predict that. I just want to know whether you believe, from your viewpoint, whether you thought that, and clearly you're saying yes. Because the tectonic plates mm-hmm. are really grinding together. Are moving, yes. They are really grinding together. Yes. And they've got to give. Yeah. And the question is, which direction are they going to give in? Well, that's it. We don't know if it's going to build a mountain range or or destroy one. Right. And and we'll, we'll, we'll see. What I... I have to say, without a doubt, this has been our least frivolous um, <laughs> podcast. No, no, no. I think we've been very frivolous. And <laughs> well, you, you'll have to pick up your pick up your. You'll have to pick up your frivol at the door on the way out. We are. Uh, but but that being said, I'm 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 happy we've discussed it. It is that mm. time. This is this is what the discussion is. It is that time. It's that, the elephant on the table. Well, yeah, and you got to. <laughs> Is that a mixed uh, metaphor? Yeah, that is. We really you you're mixing your metaphor. Shaken, not stirred. I believe. Um, I think there's a new Bond movie coming out too. It's the elephant so. in the room, and we should explain that because it's an. I think it's an American expression. I, I think it probably is. Right. Yes. It's when people get together and talk about things that um, ignore what is fundamentally the thing to be talked and about. shouldn't be escaped. Yes, and can't really right. be escaped. But it's sitting there and no one's no one's mentioning that this giant elephant is sitting in the room. It's also sometimes the gorilla in the room. Um it can be either one, but the point I think is there. At any rate, I think this was a very informative and extremely helpful uh podcast. And uh Dean Foster, I and think I, and I do think it was very frivolous in many ways. Well <laughs> let's hope we can look back on it to some degree. <laughs> And and really feel that way. <laughs> let's press let's press the Bullwinkle and Rocky button for a minute. Absolutely, because we, we can't stay in that other place it, it, that long. <laughs> we need we need some help with that. Um, but but thank you, Dean. Thank you, Tom. This. Thank you, Torn, for really you know not helping at all. You're so welcome. This. Anytime. Um, although you are going to look up that word and let us know, so the next oh, yeah, time yeah, maybe yeah. we'll we'll know that. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Sure. It's yep. Looking at probably yep. not going to. And, and sometimes <laughs> that's where his greatest strength lies. It is. Mm. <laughs> Complete unknown. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, the one thing we do know, uh, regardless of the outcome of the election, is that um, oops, your culture showing. Smell ya. Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is Oops Culture Show. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, you should really subscribe. That's the best way to go, really. Honestly, I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe. Thank you.